I know it's so, and that again, that Bobby, Bobby, Bobby. I mean, that like it'll stay in your head. I mean, sometimes we'll write, sometimes we'll write a lyric that will stay in your head, and uh, yeah, it's just so so good. And and again, sets up the characters in a way that you know where the story's gonna go after after the opening number, which I think is really really cool. Hello, and welcome to episode 15 of Theater Nerds. I'm your host, Rachel Jones. And I'm your other host, Taylor Reed. Theater Nerds is a podcast about our obsessions with theater, where we will explore all aspects of theater, musicals, and everything in between. This podcast is not set up to be a deep dive into technique or theater history, but we're hopeful that no matter if you're an enthusiast like us, or if you've only seen your nephew's best friend's school production of Shrek the Musical Junior, you'll enjoy this podcast. So cue the orchestra and come nerd out with us. In case you guys didn't know, you can find us on all major podcast platforms. Spotify, Apple, Stitcher. Uh, what's the other one, Rachel? <laughs> Google Podcast. That's Google. right. Yeah. You can also leave us a star rating and review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Absolutely. To find out more about the Theater Nerd cult, check us out at theaternerdpod.com or you can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at Theater Nerd Pod and on Facebook at Theater Nerd Podcast. How do you really feel, Rachel, about us calling it a cult? I feel like it's fine, but... Feels right. Yeah, feels good. Feels right. Feels right. <laughs> In today's episode, we're discussing opening numbers. Another moment, another show. That's it. What is this? What? From Kiss Me Kate? Oh, okay, 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 here we are. All right, Rachel, uh, let's talk about opening numbers. Yes, Taylor, let's do it. So So we wanted to talk about opening numbers here on the podcast because we feel like they're just so important and vital to a show. um, And we just had to give our thoughts. We had to spill the tea on opening on opening numbers. That's right. We did. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So Rachel, as you said, opening numbers are just like incredibly, I feel like honestly, one of the like most important parts of a show, I feel like the way you open a show, the way you close a show, those are like the most important aspect uh, to the structure of a show. And to me, it's really like an invitation to the world of the show. It's like when you're, you know, I feel like it's so important because the audience brings in whatever they're bringing in to you know from the outside world into the show that whatever happened that day literally whatever they ate for lunch the day before whatever <laughs> and they're bringing all that into the show when you sit down and then the lights go down and then the the show starts and if the opening number doesn't really capture it you know right away it can you can kind of be you know it can take a minute to get into the show so it can be such an easy way for a show to introduce characters and set the stage or the scene for the show. 
Um, so yeah, that's, I feel like it's important to talk about opening numbers because of all of those things. But what about you, Rachel? What, what do you love about opening numbers? Why are they, why do you feel like they're important? Yeah, this is so true. So I was thinking about it today because both Taylor and I separately had theatrical experiences prior to recording. Um, and got a chance to see Mary Poppins. I did. And Taylor saw Godspell. Godspell. So I was thinking about this because I never, ever, ever want to be late to any theater performance at all. Like that's, I hate that, but I especially don't want to be late to a musical. And the reason is because of the opening number. And I was trying to think about why, you know, is it just because I love theater probably, but also like, I don't know if you've ever gone to a new show and you haven't sat through the opening number and you're like, what the, where am I? Who are these people? what time period is it? Mm. Like if you don't know anything about the show and you miss the opening number, which often like if you're late, they won't see you for the opening number. Even if that's not the first thing that happens, even if there's dialogue before the number or dialogue right after the number, they will wait um, until after that, after scene one has happened, which often includes the opening number to seat you. And like, after that, you're playing an extreme catch-up game in my mind, if you don't already know. And potentially, like we're going to talk about, you might have missed out on a masterpiece yeah. of music. Yeah, it so might have I been think the best part of the show. <laughs> it might have been the best part of the show. You don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think the other thing about an opening number, uh, why it's so important, is exactly what you were saying, Taylor. You're taking all these distractions, like... I am Rachel living in the 21st century mm-hmm. in Nashville. And I had to wait too long to wait in the line to go to the bathroom. And now I'm here and I finally made it and I found a parking spot. And now I have to be transported into the magical world that is Mary Poppins, right? So like, I need something to tell me what's going to happen, who mm-hmm. I need to be, how I need to be, what I need to be ready for. Um, and an opening number often does that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and in my case, uh, private Christian school, uh, <laughs> gymnasium with a stage built in the gym yes. with uh, AC that's kind of sketchy and <laughs> all these things. And then all of a sudden, John the Baptist comes out and starts singing. So, you know, you got yeah, to put yourself in the, in the space. But so mentioning what you were talking about, do you have any stories? Like, have you ever joined in on a show late and you had to play catch up? Yeah. I'm trying to remember what show it was. So that's terrible. It was not a Broadway show because you like, it is my worst nightmare to be late to a Broadway show because for two reasons, one, if they break the fourth wall in your Broadway show that you're going to, which is possible because some do, they will call you out on being late. Like maybe they'll play it on for laughs. I've been there, done that. Spam a lot does that just in case you were ever wondering. Um, I was not late. Uh, but the other, but I always like, don't want to be late to a Broadway show have been late to some school productions. Mm -hmm. And I think I was late. I've been mostly late to theater, like plays, um, and not musicals, but there was one show and I don't know what it was. So that's terrible. And I a hundred percent missed the opening number. And it was at a high school when I was in high school, and it was a new show, maybe dollhouse part two or something. And I missed the first number and the first scene and was truly like, like what the actual heck need to read the synopsis 
of the show that they print in your playbill during intermission because I was so very lost. I mean, like, I understood. You missed all of the I basically, recap. yeah, I missed the recap. It's like when you skip recap and you didn't see season one. Yeah. It is like that. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Taylor? Have you ever had that experience where you've been late and you're like, what in the world? I think I vaguely remember being late to when I first saw Into the Woods. Oh um, my gosh. I, I know, I know. <laughs> and but but yeah I think I because I remember like coming in on the witch's rap or something and being like what oh, oh <laughs> my gosh for context yeah for our audience you really need to listen to the nine minute opening prologue yeah. that is the first part of the show it literally opens with a prologue number and but still one of my favorite parts of the show um but yeah I vaguely remember I, but other than that I don't remember showing up late to anything because I just like you I don't really like to be late mostly because I just want to watch the whole show I don't even, right, I feel like for you it's like a recurring anxiety dream of you like, of you like showing up to a show late <laughs> and them calling you out <laughs> yeah there's that have you seen those tiktoks that's like me and my sleep jamming out to my alarm or whatever <laughs> it's like oh. burr, 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 burr. oh my god I'll send it to you it's so funny but it's like yeah. that where I set alarms and I kid you not I'm better about it for local shows because normally I'm going with someone right um and I won't be late but when I'm in New York especially you know things get or in a city and things just happen yeah. you're out for the day and you're you know doing whatever I will set two alarms. The first alarm is you better get ready to walk toward the theater. The second alarm is if you're not at the theater, you best be running. <laughs> and like that, those are the two alarms and they go off. And then I'm so afraid that I'll have an alarm go off during a show that instead of like putting it on airplane mode, I, or do not disturb. I literally will just turn my phone off. Yeah. I think I've literally seen you turn your phone off. In I do. It's the only time my phone gets a little full turn off is like yeah. when I go to a theater. Did it today. So you're welcome, phone. Yeah. Um, I do always feel that kind of, oh, feel it. For those at home, for the note for the audio, I'm shrugging my shoulders. Like, oh, feeling when people show up late and like. And they don't have a kid. And it's, they show up late and yeah. they have a drink in their hand. I'm like, you were at the bar. But then also it's always, they're always sitting in like the first three rows. Like I feel oh like gosh, they're always orchestra center seat. I'm like, we understand you have money and that's why you're late, but come on. Yeah, exactly. No. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Am so, I judgmental? It's fine. Everything's fine. Oh no, no. Be, I'm so sorry, everyone. You, you do you. <laughs> Except those people, they cannot do them. They can't do them. They, if I... Right. Have when you, I write a show, I will in the opening number be calling people out. That's I desire that. I think maybe the moral is maybe in opening numbers they just shouldn't tell you so much about the show. <laughs> they should just do it <laughs> as the show progresses. What? What do you mean, Taylor? No, I, I don't mean actually. I just mean no, no, no. That leads us to great points about what the heck does the opening number do? I love that. Yeah. Well, the opening number does a lot of things. It yeah. often introduces character, mm-hmm. uh, a character or multiple characters. Mm-hmm. It introduces, like you said, the setting, the time yeah. period, stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, you know, if it's a good show. Yeah. And, uh, or a good opening number. Uh, yeah. and it often uh, is ensemble number that brings mm-hmm. 
the whole mm. cast together mm. and all of that. I don't know. What What are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I as I was thinking about opening numbers that stand out in my mind, I tried to group them into some categories, also with the help of looking at some. I looked up opening numbers and there's like three or four lists of people's top opening numbers, which I found interesting. So while I was looking at that, because some of them are not my top opening numbers. Yeah. Um, I thought, okay, so there are some opening numbers that tell you about like, welcome to the world you're in Mm. one opening number that I feel maybe most people might know because they've seen it, a school production of it is, um, Arabian nights from Aladdin, Aladdin, like that is like, that tells you where you are in the world and what is happening. Mm -hmm. And it is an ensemble number. Same with all that jazz in Chicago, different vibe, but similar. Yep. Then I thought there's some that are Although not. Ensemble. I would love there to be uh, an Aladdin musical with like Fosse, <laughs> Fosse dance. We could do that. Arabian <laughs> Nights with the little. Yeah. Yeah. We just add some, add some, yeah, step snaps. It's yeah. fine. We're good. I think um, some jazz. But then there are other opening numbers that don't fully have ensembles or are from the perspective of one person instead of setting up like the world you're in and you know honestly I might I'm trying not to name ones I feel might be on your list Taylor but like one of them is tradition from Fiddler on the Roof Mm -hmm. like who like from one person's point of view the other is Good Morning Baltimore we talked about this last week yep um so there there's that I hope I get it a chorus line so that's the like this is from my point of view one character and then of course you said meet the characters there's some good ones um like like how the heck did you get through into the woods without the act one prologue because that is meeting every character um flashback this is something i don't know how many are this way but wicked is this so Mm -hmm. no one mourns the wicked the opening number for wicked is a flashback so it like is the end and the beginning of the show love that vibe love it and then there were two that i couldn't figure out where to place but they're lies or premises that you start the show on and quickly realize it's not true oh my god you guys from legally blonde being one of them yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh i love that i love all of those observations and i think it's something you, I think the opening number is something we sometimes, as if you're just sitting in a show as an audience member, you kind of, you don't forget about it. But then when you go and revisit the show, like maybe listen to it or maybe go see it again, you're like, wow, this is, wow, this did a great job of setting up the world. Right. And when an opening number is great, like great in the sense of like musically lovely and catchy, yeah. it often is portrayed in other places in the show mm-hmm. hopefully if you don't already have a bow a song a song yeah. for your bows maybe you're tagging the parts of the opening number with different words there are lots of shows that do that yeah um so I think I think that that's I don't know I, I find opening numbers so interesting because obviously they drop you into the space yeah. that you need to be in but also musically they're, they can be beautiful, but they're at the very beginning mm-hmm. of the show. So it takes a lot for you as an audience member to remember them. If, if you're not dropped hints of them again, yep. later I, agree. On. I agree. And also too, again, if it's, if it's truly a great number, then it's something you will remember, even if it isn't shown up later 
in yeah, the show. You'll, true. And, and also too, sometimes, especially with a musical, it, that disconnect of like, oh yeah, we are singing right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is like, we're coming from a world, an outside world where we don't sing all the time. True. And we're singing. We should definitely say that not all musicals immediately orchestra starts and then a song. Yeah. But I want to, if I was a betting woman on statistics here, it's probably 99% of them. Yeah. I think so too. And I think part of that is right. Like you, you said, Taylor, this is not a play and we have to normalize the singing aspect. So it's just easier if a show (laughs) starts with singing. So the orchestra can play, the orchestra gets your attention. They just played an overture most likely in traditional settings, at least. Yeah. You always had an overture. And so then we would just have an overture and then dialogue. I mean, that's right. people probably would think that's weird. So that's why we have an opening number. Well, that's a great transition too, because I feel like overture is something that people, you know, uh, people that love theater may know this, but overtures are, I think are maybe not a dying thing in musical theater, but I think it's closely Rachel uh, note for the audio just wiped away a single tear. Um, but it's just something that I feel like is kind of going away, which yeah. for those that don't know, Rachel, can you explain what an overture is for those people? Sure. I don't know what the word means. So while I say this, Taylor was going to look up the ri- origination, the etymology of this word. Um, but the overture is after the orchestra tunes, it starts playing a song. Um, often this song is a compilation of musical bits uh from the actual show so similar to how an opening number might tell you what to expect in the show the overture is literally telling your ears what you're going to hear during the show it's absolutely incredible i love that um and so that's when you like it's really great like just imagine yourself watching little mermaid the musical so that's going to play and some other things are going to play um and in this beautiful ensemble of the orchestra going for the overture oftentimes the overture um plays also songs that are in the second act so it's different than potentially the intract or on track or however you say that which happens right before the second act which definitely is dying um so yeah and the overture leads you in Mm -hmm. also with your ears to the first thing so normally there is a cutoff from the overture into the opening number eh, but not always one of the shows that we referenced already in the beginning shrek the musical their their opening number goes from the overture into the opening number literally on the you know cast recording says it's the same thing lots of them are like this yeah for sure for sure officially i mean overtures you know to shout out our um history of theater episode go back and listen to those if you didn't get a chance to hit those up um started in the 17th century for ballet opera and oratorio which is a lot um composition orchestra choir soloist stuff like this overtures were introduced in the romantic era and it's basically like rachel said an orchestral piece at the beginning of an opera a play a musical you know um or other extended compositions like that um so yeah i felt like you know talking about overtures is some because that was really the beginning of 
an op- like there was the overture and then the opening number started but i feel like the the overture is like the og opening number yeah and i'll say for our etymology friends it actually comes from aperture meaning opening so literally it's opening yeah. it's yeah. opening the show cool love, love that it. love it um, so in today's episode, we're first going to maybe mention some opening numbers that maybe, you know, didn't quite hit their mark that they should have, but then we're going to dive into some ones that Rachel and I both love. Do you want me to go first? You go first. Okay. Yeah. This was the harder yeah. part was me being like, what opening numbers don't hit their mark? I think some of mine are going to be a little spicy. Oh, I'm ready. Okay. But I got I, my water out. I'm ready. I have some thoughts. Yeah. Get spicy your, taste. get your milk get your whatever you need for these dairy-free alternatives but yeah exactly oat milk whatever so my first one is um rock island from music man now interesting (laughs) (laughs) again spicy spicy. you really just went there so fast i know i know rachel knows this i don't know if I talked about it on the show. Music Man is not one of my favorite shows. Yeah, fair. It's something that we will probably talk about at a later date on the show. But I feel like it's just a, a lot of the ones that I chose that I feel like don't, um, that I didn't like are ones that are just very random and like don't really like, they, they really don't serve any purpose to the story and don't set up the world that well. And I feel like, Rock Island is just like yes, it does introduce Harold Hill, and it's I was like gonna a, say I'm sorry, and it is like fun, but also I don't know. I feel like you could take it out and the show would still be the same. But I kind of feel like about that about the whole show. So <laughs> <laughs> Taylor is like one of the most successful musicals of all time. Never again. Let's never do it again. Okay, I mean I hear you on we could introduce Harold Hill a different way. I think that show, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of that show. I've now been, maybe, I, maybe I'm more of a huge fan right. of the show now because I saw it recently. Yeah. But like, to be honest, it's also not one of my favorite shows. Like if a school production was doing music, man, I needed to know someone in that cast. Like that's, <laughs> that's where we are with right. that. And but, again, I do want to preface, I've only seen amateur productions of it. I've yeah, never seen it. Right. Uh, so maybe that also is kind of, But I think that withstanding this opening number is one of my favorite numbers in the show because it's so cool. I mean, for those who've never seen it staged, they are on a trolley train. They're on a train. Um, Like the cart is cut in half. So you're potentially on the train with them and it's all acapella. They are, And it's just the beat is going and they are moving. They are bouncing as if they are on a train. And so they are keeping the syncopation and all these people are like spouting off at men. I should say all these men are sitting down, spouting off at each other while they're moving in and rhythm and like saying all these ridiculous words all at once. And I get you that it maybe has no point to the story, but it, in my mind is one of the most impressive pieces of the show um because it feels like it's very hard to do but yeah I hear you it maybe didn't hit the opening number mark if this was at the beginning of the second act love that that could be good I see that Ooh, that's interesting anyway historically um people do tap numbers at the beginning of a second act that's like a big trope 
in True. musical theater. So, um, you know who loves a tap number? Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. Oh, we know Rachel loves a tap number. And <laughs> I also, too, enjoy, I mean, tap sound is like one of my favorite sounds. So, um, I want to hit you up Fair. with this just rapid, quick fire one. Please do. Please. Up with some, uh, uh, this is also controversial. I love this song. Okay. my The next one's maybe from Annie. <laughs> okay only because i'll give you that i'm like it's a great song but does it have to be the opening number like it just really is a downer for the first song it's like really like it's so it's and i get it she's a homeless orphan i get it like and she needs a she needs a daddy a daddy warbucks to come save her but like i don't know i don't know and and again it's like one of my most like shower songs but I, <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm just like, can we like do hard knock life and then do mm. maybe like mm. I don't know. I feel like it. Please, can you imagine opening with a hard knock? Hard knock life. life. It would be amazing. Ah. Would be amazing. Oh my gosh! Wow. Ba, ba, ba. Yeah. No, I'm here for it. Ba. No, I'll give you that one. I'm not gonna. I'm not. I don't. You know, honestly, don't really love that song. So that's on me, also. But. That's my it's spicy. It's got taste. iconic lyrics. I mean, it's iconic. I mean, it is. It is what it is. It is Annie. <laughs> but I will say, yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't do it for me. It does place you in the plot. So there's that. But all right, Taylor, tell me another one that you feel like missed the mark. Yeah, I think I'll just mention one more, and this is kind of in the vein of maybe the Music Man one I was talking about. Again, I love this show. Uh, I love it so much, but I kind of feel like this song is so random and I'm kind of like, does it really oh. set up the world? This I'm nervous. Four Jews in a Room Bitching from mm. Falsettos, mm. Mm. Uh, which I love this show, but, and then also too, the fact that the song right after that is a tight-knit family. And I feel like that song sets up the world so well because um, Marvin is literally introducing his whole family and introducing the show so i feel like this song it's funny but maybe could have been placed somewhere else or just not in the show at all it really doesn't make sense honestly that doesn't feel as spicy i really think that you really went guns blazing about your first one about music (laughs) i'm sorry i'm so sorry but yeah no I I hear you I mean I love I do love the song so that's also hard I mean I wonder you know not that I've written many uh, musicals myself but if I were to write musicals I would I do wonder if you know I would have 25 songs and then be like I just really love the song I don't want to cut it can I can it be the opening number basically right because what you would do is you would have to have enough that introduce the people and the plot and all that stuff Right. And you probably have more than one. I mean, just like you were saying with Annie, right? There's two songs that in- one introduces Annie and how she personally feels, which yeah. is the actual first song, maybe, or someday. What is the song? Oh, maybe. You're right. Okay, great. Thank you. <laughs> um, and the second song is, you know, Hard Knock Life, basically. Right. That right. sets up every- how everyone else is feeling. Yeah. And then Miss Hannigan has her own song. So right. there are three opening songs for people um really or for characters in that show which I think I I feel like a lot of these the ones I was like "Eh," about are just like what is the the overall show like what is the show saying and like what is the show 
Like, what do you want people to glean from the show right away? Like, what is the whole world of the show saying? And I feel like there are just other opening numbers that I prefer that do a better job of doing that. So, I mean, that's kind of how I feel about Mary Poppins. Chim Chim Ree is Chim Chim Cheree is the first song. And I don't, I mean, it's a classic, so I can't hate on it. But like as a play in the musical version of this, it just is, you have to add words. You have to add dialogue in order to set up the plot, which they do and they do it great. And we hear the whole narrative of the story, but it's like, no, Mm. it doesn't really. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not a jazz. It doesn't jazz me like some of these in my best category do. So maybe we'll move on to some ones that we really love. You go first since I started with the bad ones. Great. Okay. I'll go first. This one, we don't need to fully deep dive in, but I couldn't, I, when I made my list, it's definitely not my top three, but I just, it, I need to mention it because I do love it. And maybe it's one of my favorite parts of one of the, my favorite parts of this musical. And that would be big, bright, beautiful world from Shrek the musical. It's just so good. It's so good. It's so funny. It's so ridiculous. So in the, in the, in this song, Shrek, little Shrek, he's a little kid. It's so cute. He's a tiny kid and it's his birthday. Mm -hmm. And his parents are basically sending him off to live in a swamp by himself. Oh, amazing. I think, (laughs) uh, yeah. And I recently just watched this uh, and you can watch streaming. It's streaming on Netflix right now. Go uh, Brian Darcy James, Sun Foster. Uh, Yeah. So good. Worth your time. Love it. So I love that one. What about you? I'll I'll quick fire these two because we've kind of already talked about them. I mean, tradition from Field on the Roof Mm. sets up the world. It also um, tells you kind of the rules of the world and sets up this a little bit, which is really cool. And then also, I mean, we cannot talk about opening numbers when I, when we first were talking about this, um, this episode, this was one of the first ones I thought about, which was, oh my God, you guys from Legally Blonde. (laughs) It's so good. It's so much fun. And uh yeah i mean annalee ashford is a national treasure and she's so and every time she comes on the album i'm like oh yeah yeah you're like love me actually that's the noise i make yeah oh my gosh love that love that Mm -hmm. um okay so some others that i like i'm gonna leave my favorite for last okay taylor so Mm -hmm. one of the other ones that i really like that maybe was is a little on the nose is one from a more recent musical opening up from waitress love it love it i love it it's so good it's very catchy literally they're opening up the store they're opening up the story like it's not too on the nose for me everyone so i i really loved it and you get to know a little bit of each person and their character and you get the the setting sort of um and it also is just such a great catchy song like I really I saw this on Broadway twice which was lovely and each time just being able to like snap into the show yeah yeah again sets up the world like the whole set is basically the diner yeah so yeah it's really literally they're opening you up yeah it's just I can't like it's just really on the nose we should have known Sarah Bareilles a genius a genius a genius like so underrated like talk about so underrated, underrated. so underrated i know 
Okay, back to you. I'm going to pair these two together um, because okay. they're written by the same person. Um, we talked about one of them before, but my first one is, of course, the prologue and Into the Woods and Into the Woods. I mean, yeah. it's just like such a great introduction to the world of Into the Woods. You're introducing okay. so many characters. It also does help because it does have a narrator. So it kind of guides the piece along and the show along but it also guides the opening number the other one is company from company i think um i know it's so and that again that bobby 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 i mean that like it'll stay in your head i mean sometimes we'll write write a lyric that will stay in your head and uh yeah it's just so so good and and again sets up the characters in a way that you know where the story is going to go after after the opening number which I think is really really cool love that yeah Yeah. speaking of Sondheim I have one also on my that's different than my two yes the ballad of Sweeney Todd from Sweeney Todd the Barbara Fleet Street it is so good it's just like a good number so and it also is meet the characters similar to you know the into the woods yeah. So my next one, that's definitely in my top three. These are maybe not or first, you know, sec- right. second and third place are iffy first place. I have it, if not only for the culture, but um, this third, this one uh, is West of Worlds uh, from Alice by Heart. So Alice by Heart was done by MCC Theater. Amazing. So good. I think in 20 18 right i'm looking it up 2019 is when it closed april 2019 so i saw it that that spring has a stellar cast um and essentially the the show is about alice in wonderland Mm. um is the story of alice in wonderland reimagined in such an amazing way honestly uh i took a friend who i did not know at the time lol whoops did not like Alice in Wonderland. I love Alice in Wonderland. Like Alice in Wonderland is one of my all time favorite things. Um, And this person did not like Alice in Wonderland. I did not know that we're sitting, we're walking to the theater and and my friend tells me she doesn't like it. Um, And we see the show and both of us are sobbing by the end. It is just unbelievably good. Um, Absolutely so good. And this first song, kind of sets up the plot or sets up the setting um but it does it by basically telling you you're in a universe far far away from where you currently are and yet still you're in a specific universe that we're going to set up for you it also is a beautiful number like it is so beautiful you can stream this cast album um anywhere and i i you really should the first song once again west of worlds Mm -hmm. from the musical alice by heart so amazing. You'll recognize some people in that cast. Yeah, I've gone gonna, to do some great things. You want to name them, Ted? Yeah, I was going to shout out this cast. It's kind of insane. I mean, Noah Galvin from Dear Evan Hansen, Molly Gordon, people will know who played Alice from like Book Smart and Life of the Party, Wesley Taylor, Colton Ryan. <laughs> um, and recently seen on the Dear Evan Hansen. Yeah. But uh, also musical. when the, some workshops of this had Mike Feiston, it had Ashley Park, had Ben Platt, Stephanie Sue, who was recently in Everything Everywhere All at Once, mm-hmm. um, Anthony Ramos. I mean, crazy. Leslie Margarita, crazy. 
it's like, a stacked cast. The cast is stacked. And then the creative team is also stacked. Yeah. Steven Sater. And then I don't know how to say his last name. Duncan, Duncan Chi from, from Spring Awakening. This yeah. time do did Spring Awakening. So. so, and then Jesse Nelson leading. Love it. Uh, with the directing. So it, it, it is amazing. And the show, the music itself all the way through, hands down, is so well done. But this opening number is just so, it's very gentle in the way that it sets up this very hippie, otherworldly, hard, existential uh, narrative that is Alice in Wonderland. So Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. What about you, Taylor? What's One of my top three? three is a solo number because there's only two people in the show. And it's a wonderful show that we both love. Um, and it's still hurting from the last five years. Um, yes. <laughs> is this on your list? No, but I, 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 it was hard to not put it on my list. Yeah. It's heart-wrenching, especially because when you know, it's really, I think it's even more heart-wrenching when you go back and like think about the story like later on like when you when you know the ending a little yeah. like a little bit more um but it's just such a beautiful it's a beautiful opening even though it's like really sad um mm-hmm. and also too it's really interesting too i don't know if you've ever done this rachel but listen to the songs in chronological order and it's such a different experience cuz then that would be what moving too fast would be the opening number goodbye until tomorrow will be the opening oh uh, yeah it's either it's it's one of those goodbye until tomorrow or because that's hard because he's also right. singing in that one right, right. oh yeah. my brain hurt thank you oh, <laughs> yeah. so it's just a you get a different experience but it's just so it's one of those two that gets really stuck in your head and it's like mm-hmm. it, it also comes back in the show and it's so so beautiful um of course, the movie version is, you can probably stream anywhere, and it's amazing with Anna Kendrick, but um, the OG version is also great, which you can listen to as well, with Sherry Renee Scott and um, Norbert Leo Butts. And there's also a Betsy Wolf version. Oh, yeah, that's also right. Also able to stream. Revival, yeah. And Jonathan so, Bailey. <laughs> yeah. Hey, everyone, my Bridgerton Hello. fans, once again. Right now in... <laughs> Let me tell you, there is an overlap here. Bridgerton and musical theater. You can't escape musical theater. That's what I tell people. Um, I love that. That's beautiful. Okay, my next one is also a solo number. Love this. From a newer musical called Be More Chill. And the opening Mm -hmm. number is More Than Survive. Or the opening number that went to Broadway, I should say, is More Than Survive. Um, And this is once again, one of those, like, this is my life here. Let me tell you about my life. Mm -hmm. There is dialogue right before this, because there's technically like an instrumental. That's the overture right before it opens to dialogue. Then it goes to this song, um, which is, uh, you know, this, this, I don't know when the show was written, but it was produced post um, Dear Evan Hansen. So I see that trend also uh, happening also set in like a very digital age, like the orchestra is more of a band, mm. not quite an orchestra, which I love. It's very techno. Anyway, this song is so good. So good. And the motifs as well as the music is reprised later. Yeah. And um, yeah, uh, 
Will Roland, mm-hmm. who plays Jeremy in Be More Chill. He sings the song. It's just really good, everyone. It's, he just, Will Roland should have won a Tony for this. And he did not, but he really should have. This show was unbelievably great and the songs are great, but he was so good. He was so good. Also seen in the original cast of Dear Evan Hansen. Getting shouted out everywhere. Also, George Salazar, amazing. And Stephanie Sue, again, wonderful to see. And Lauren Marcus. Oh my gosh, I can't forget her. So good. So good. Um, my next one is about a show that we've talked about already on the show, which is fun uh, a little bit in one of our Tony's Rewind. Truly, when I, I just love this show so much. And, and actually, there's going to be a production of it right near this summer near me, which I'm so excited to see because you know I'm going to see this. Uh, absolutely. I j- I've seen this show twice already in person. It's so good. Again, sets up the world really well. Um, this is Ragtime from Ragtime. Uh, it just sets up the world okay. incredibly well. And it really, it, it, I think it's an easy, not an easy number to do, but it's an easy quote unquote, because you're just introducing the three communities and you're just giving them uh you know, each, you're just setting each of them up uh, as well. And also just an iconic number. I mean, their Tony performance is so iconic. And I feel like it's just, it's such a cool, um, you know, dip into the world of ragtime. It really, it really sets it up really well. I love that, Tay. I love that. That is definitely one of a very special number. I love it. What's okay. your final? Wrap us up here. We'll this give is, our final opening. This number. is my final opening number. I wonder if it's the same one I have. Probably not, but maybe. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> I couldn't let it go, so I had to put it on here. This is from a musical, sort of, that also was a TV show, sort of. Ooh. Well, it was a TV show. <laughs> Um, but the opening number from Bombshell the Musical, which yes. is in Smash, is Let Me yeah. Be Your Star. Ooh, that's and good. let me tell you, this is an amazing opening number. You're right. It just hands down is when I think of a ridiculous Broadway show opening number, this is it. We're yeah. setting up every tension possible. We have two people vying for one spot. We have, you know, it's just like, it's just, and it's like, but it's about this one person, you know, trying to make her way, Marilyn Monroe, trying to make her way. So the way that it plays in the muse in the TV show is that obviously both of these characters are trying to play this character in the show. Wow. This is so hard. Inception (laughs) show session. Yep. But as it's set up in the musical, it's Marilyn Monroe singing, let me be your star. And it is once again, a solo number wild, wild. It's actually it's, legit wild, but it's the opening number. Like I remember it's it being an opening a plot number, point. and it's literally like boom. Psh, it's yeah. like there she is. I remember it being a plot point in the show. They were like, "Should this be the opening number?" Yeah. And they decided it to be, and it's actually kind of brilliant. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. It's yeah. amazing. It's so good. I could not leave this off my list because it's yeah. just so good. So let me be your star by Bombshell oh, the musical. Also seen on Smash. I love this. I did actually think about that, but I did not put it on my list. 
Uh, I love Bum. I hope Bombshell one day we'll get to see it live in Fingers person crossed. on Broadway. Fingers yeah. crossed. Um, but my, you, yeah, What's my last favorite? one I'll mention is maybe kind of a basic one. Um, but I think it's it's truly, again, when you look at the whole show as a piece too, the, this opening number really, um, it shows up all throughout the show in such subtle ways. And so what I'm, this last one is Alexander Hamilton from Hamilton in American Musical. I feel like I can't not talk about Alexander Hamilton, the opening number, the longest opening number title maybe ever. Um, (laughs) So long, but I distinctly remember, you know, I knew in the Heights before Mm -hmm. uh, Hamilton and I remember Lynn performing the, the song, um, way before it was even going to be a show on the uh, at the white house and seeing that video and being like this is so cool like i really love this and it's just really cool to see of course the progression of the show and now it's like blown up like crazy and even the year that you know before it went on tour the year that it opened on broadway and it had the original cast in it to see like how big the show actually got like the show is big now but like that year of like the cast album coming out and like reading all these reviews and it was like such a special thing to be in you know the room where it happens lol but to be in that room there's a really incredible article that maybe i'll link down in the show notes or or a reference that this news writer this reporter from espn wrote it's literally an espn article I love that. Writing about Hamilton, about how his daughter really wanted to go. So he was, he like, he he jokes about how he took out a second mortgage to take his For daughter real? to Hamilton. But then he circles back to it because he's like, it was worth it. Take out a second mortgage. Go see Hamilton. And he was just like, you could tell because at that time it was only playing in New York. You could tell how everyone there felt like it was such a special moment in time to like be these this only audience to see like this massive giant blockbuster hit so I think the song and what I love about it is when you watch go back and watch the White House performance you see little seeds of what it actually became when it got to Broadway and it's just it's really really cool and again it just like does such a good job of like introducing the characters in such a smart way of being like oh these are all the women that did love him but they're not saying like I'm Angelica like it's just saying like oh this is who I love you know and then George Washington oh he fought for me but it's not saying like oh I'm George Washington so I think it's it's really smart and it sets up the world of Hamilton really well so I love that I love that. I mean, obviously he had some practice within the Heights, which is also right. a great opening number. And in yeah. the Heights is the title song is the opening number. Right. right. Um, and so I love that. And obviously he did it again here. Alexander Hamilton being Hamilton being the opening number. I I think going back to what you were saying just briefly about what it's like to be in that kind of space where Hamilton was happening there. I mean, we talked about this last week with uh, Spring Awakening, but I, it's right. that same comparison of they were they became pop stars. They became stars. Right. They became yeah. like yeah. icons. I mean, now we see any of those original cast members and any literally yeah. anything else. And we're like, oh my gosh, it's yeah. David Diggs or whoever yeah. it is. Well, even like Ariana DeBose freaking was in the ensemble. Yeah. Like even ensemble yeah. members yeah. are now like winning Oscars, yeah. which is crazy. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I just, I, there's something, yeah, something 
incredible about that, about that. So yeah. Amazing. For sure. sure. Thank you, Tay. Thank you. Oh, this is so much fun talking about opening numbers. Guys, we want you to join in on our discussion on opening numbers. Send us ones that you love. Send us one, maybe what send us ones you also don't love. You know, give us our opinions. Do you love my hot take about Music Man? Who knows? Let us know on our social media pages uh, at Theater Nerd Pod on Instagram and uh, Theater Nerd Podcast on Facebook at Theater Nerd Pod on Twitter as well. All right, Rachel, let's talk character of the week. This is a segment where Taylor and I pick a theater character that we're feeling like for this week. So we think about the vibes we're we're feeling and uh, what character embodies those vibes. We would also love to hear from your characters. So comment on our social media pages. Tell us who you are this week and you may get a shout out on an episode. So Rachel, how about I tell you my character of the week? Perfect. That sounds great. So this week, listen, it's been a little over a week since the new Doctor Strange Multiverse mm-hmm. of Madness movie came out. It's, it's been, you know, I, I saw it a week ago this, of this coming out. I'm so excited. It was amazing. Uh, as of recording this, I've not seen it. <laughs> but I was I'm, like, that's a strong maybe, assumption, Taylor. You know, maybe it will be not good, but uh, I have high hopes for it. And uh, because of this, I am feeling that superhero genre. I'm feeling Ooh. that superhero character. So this week, you know, I am feeling Spider-Man, Reeve Carney himself from Spider-Man, Turn Off the Dark. I love that. That's amazing. You know who I thought you were going to say was SpongeBob? So I love that. Oh. I know that's the same. I know he's not a superhero, but I did think he Super is. Super Sponge. He's a super sponge. Also, shout out to SpongeBob uh, opening number. That's a great one. <laughs> also a great one. Yeah. Very good. Oh, man. How do we do that? <laughs> very good. I love that, Taylor. We hope that the movie is good as well. I will also be seeing it, so time will tell. So my character this week um, is inspired by the fact that I'm currently sitting in a room and I'm very, very warm. So very warm. <laughs> so hot. Yeah. Rachel's and- hot. I'm just like we just want to put that out there i'm hot hello okay no i'm also hot in other ways like physically it's very hot and as this podcast comes out i will be uh hopefully out of the country where it is also hot where i'm going um so inspired by all this heat i am the piragua guy from in the heights i love it oh so great Yes. Uh, so yeah, you're making those snow cones for. He people. says he says what heat, what heat, what heat, basically in one of his songs, and yeah. I feel that. Mm. We're feeling the heat here. Yeah, uh, I love it. So great. I well, love it. if you guys would like to join in on our discussion, check us out at theaternerdpod.com, or you can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at theaternerdpod and on Facebook at theaternerdpodcast. Thank you all for joining us and we'll see you next week.